Welcome to the PM Growth Experts podcast show, where Darren Hunter, Michael Sands, and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training interview the top global property management growth experts and share with you their strategies so you can get the same successful results. For 10 effective scripts that beat just about every fee objection that'll ever be asked by a prospective property owner, go to pmgrowthexperts.com. everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to do a quick shout out for BMT tax depreciation reports. Now, for my two rental properties, I've had a BMT tax depreciation report done on those. And at tax time, I can get up to $25,000 worth of tax deductions. That's a lot of money. And for your property owners, would you believe a lot of them don't know the savings that they can be getting? And every rental property can still have some type of tax depreciation. So get in contact with the guys at BMT. Talk to them about how you as a property manager and a property management agency can be serving your clients in Australia about getting the maximum tax deductions for their rental properties. Take care. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here from Inspired Growth Training. I have with me, of course, the one... The only Dennis Yusuf, and this is the PM Growth Expert Show. Uh, of course, the audio version you can get on Spotify, iTunes podcast. This is the video um, interview, and we have wonderful, awesome, very special guests. Royalties. Very close to our heart. We have Sally Lawson and Kate Gregory from the UK, and these guys are, you could say, us in the UK. They are the leading property management trainers and consultants and superheroes with amazing superpowers that just dominate the training market in the UK. So, um, and I very much, you know, look up to these ladies. We'll talk about that in a sec, but also we've just released a, um, a, a free guide on the 10 best responses you can give any property owner. If they throw at you, well, if you can manage you know, match the fee with the other agent down the road or the other agent is cheaper or why are you charging me this fee? We've got the best 10 scripts that we've ever come across from our global search and what we've used in the past ourselves. Just go to pmgrowthexperts.com. That's pmgrowthexperts.com. Download that guide there and get those scripts underway. Now, just before I hand the reins to Dennis, who's going to bring um, uh, Kate and Sally in, I first met... Uh, Kate and Sally. Now, Dennis and Michael met them when they went to the Agent Rainmaker conference. They flew all the way to, to London. If you remember uh, some of their social media posts going to London and Andrew Reese was there as well, famous Andrew Reese. Um, and um, I, I, I was able to catch up with Sally and Kate at the Funnel Hackers Live conference or the ClickFunnels conference, which is, ClickFunnels is, what we, how would you describe what ClickFunnels is, Sally? It's like, it, it's a it's a mystery to a lot of people. It's like secret code, but you've got your award there just over your shoulder, which is like for me, it's like oh my goodness, she's ClickFunnels queen. Um, you need to get a high level of success with ClickFunnels to get that on your wall. So, what's ClickFunnels, Sally? 
TechFarms is like a mecca for online marketeers. It's like where they all come together and they share ideas about how to convert leads online, generate, we call it an avalanche of leads, not just two or three leads, but like hundreds of leads. Um, but not only just to generate leads, but also it helps you convert those leads as well using many, many strategies and techniques. So, so we're, we're fans, Darren, aren't we? We're big fans. So if you go to <laughs> pngrowthexperts.com, you'll land on that page. That is a ClickFunnels page. If you've gone and got my time management book, that goes through a funnel, uh, which is a sales funnel. If you get the uh, PM30 secrets, um, that's a sales funnel. So that's actually what ClickFunnels is, is a software program that houses and hosts a many different variety of sales pages, whether it's events or elite pages, which is very much what Sally and Kate will no doubt talk about today. They're very, very good at um, setting up lead pages as well. But um, I'm not going to say any more. Um, as I said, I met these ladies in Nashville at the, uh, the ClickFunnels conference, but Dennis, um, I want to hand things over to you before we go through our first Grow 100 challenge, which is uh, three strategies to grow 100 properties in a year. But before we get started, Dennis. Yeah, thanks, Darren. And Sally and Kate, how awesome is it to have um, you two both here? <clears throat> Guys, everyone listening, you know the energy that Darren, Michael and myself have. Well, you know, Michael and I, we went to um, the Agent Rainmaker event last year and you know, Mike and I were always looking at going to conferences and events. So we can, I was going for two things. One, looking at how a conference is run to take some ideas away, always bringing it back to ours and to see if, if the UK was um, doing anything that Australia is not doing because we're always looking um, to see what's the best and what's available. And we thought we would go in stealth mode. We weren't going to tell everyone who we are. We just wanted to turn up. And the registration day... You know, we saved Darren 20 pounds and we nearly killed ourselves crossing the freeways and walking from somewhere <laughs> to another. Yep, and baby Darren came along as well. Um, <laughs> but we got there and, and I remember um, Kate running up to us, oh, the Aussies are here, blah, 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 blah. You know, thinking we're going in quiet, but uh, you guys knew who we were. And um, but, but our energy straight away, there was some great synergy, which was awesome. Uh, and your events, I've got to say, I felt like I was at one of our own conferences with the culture, the cult-like culture, um, et cetera. It was, <laughs> and it was amazing. It was great to be part of. And it was awesome to see um, so much energy at an event um, outside of Australia because we've been to so many, you know, around the globe. So it was awesome to, to see that. So that's how we met. And um, we haven't been able to, um, you know, we, we haven't stopped. We, we've also... Um, you know, got you guys on to a webinar and we obviously want to have you guys come to Australia to a conference and vice versa. But COVID got in the way, right? You know, so that's what, <laughs> that's what happens. So um, that, that's how we met, which is, um, it's just exciting. And Darren, a great way of putting it, very similar to what we do as well in, in a, a lot of aspects. Um, it's like um, Guardians of the Galaxy have, have come and <laughs> met, you know, um, you know, the the Australian... Let, let's um, just talk about how scarce this meeting really is because as a, as a fee maximization expert, I've been doing it yep. 20 years now, that is my global reputation, um, along with being a PM nuts and bolts trainer, time management, that sort of thing. Um, and, um, you know, we... Um, Sally is 
another demaximization so expert. So I actually thought I was probably the only creature on the planet. There's actually two. I remember you saying that. I'm the only one. The third but now person I'm not. in the USA that's rising up and and making waves and doing very well. So um, it, I, we're a very rare creature, and um, so it was a real privilege, not just from a fee maximization point of view, but from a marketer point of view, because I associate myself better with marketers because that is my brain. I'm a marketing geek. Um, and, uh, and, Kate is a and Kate is the growth phoenix. Is that what you call it? Yeah, that's my superpower name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's so many synergies here that are similar to IGT. It's just bizarre. Um, it is. But uh, Dennis, I'm thinking it would be good. Sally, can you just talk a little bit about yourself and what your role is? And Kate, I would hate to get into the, the, the Grow 100 Challenge and the three strategies you guys are going to talk about without, you know, you just sharing a little bit about you and, you know. Okay, well, um, thank you for having me. First of all, both guys, you are always entertaining and always fun to speak to. Um, I've been in the agency for 30 years. So I started off as a, a real estate agent letting uh, and managing houses for over 30 years. We've let and managed over 10,000 units uh, just from a single branch. But then in 2010, I had this crazy idea of let's franchise and I launched a national franchise. Uh, then I got invited onto the board of ARLA, which is the Association of Residential Letting Agents, which is the governing body for letting agents in this UK. So I spent quite a few years at the helm of that. And that was the light bulb moment for me. I'm sure, Darren, you had one similar in, in your history as well, when I suddenly realized that a lot of agents were struggling with some things that I knew the answer to. And I just thought, well, why are they struggling with that? And also when we looked out, we saw that there was nobody there really to help them. It's a bit like Bruce Willis in that burning inferno. Sometimes you realize you're that guy and you've actually got to do something about it. So I was huge on social media at the time. I'd already been sharing videos and all sorts of stuff about 6 million reach. This was around 2015, I think. And so we decided to launch Agent Rainmaker. It was a different name then, but um, we, we launched the business of Agent Rainmaker to go around and help letting agents, first of all, get into profits and to grow their profits and to grow their businesses. And I'll be honest, both myself and Kate are absolutely blown away at the results. We've now helped agents generate over 23 million, additional, million wow. pounds in additional revenue. And that is certified, signed off, proven numbers, not just hearsay or figures plucked out the air. Uh, and that number is growing rapidly all of the time. And that's a figure that we calculated last year because we haven't had Agent Make Alive. We haven't calculated the new figure because that's when the reports come in. So we know we're making massive waves here and changing the industry. And we love it. Every time we hear somebody say, I was £30,000 a year in loss every single year, but now I'm making a hundred grand a year profit. And my life's transformed. It's all because of you. That's what makes us feel good. And that's what gets us up in the morning to have calls with Australians and things like that and do all these crazy. <laughs> what up with COVID? I mean, you guys are <laughs> really leading the, the charge there to say, hey, guys, look, okay, it's tough, but let's make the most of it. And this is how we're going to do it. So you really Absolutely. are that sharp end of the spear and giving people that hope about, hey, look, the world's changed and let's change and let's just make the most of it and let's just move online and mm. um, and be, adapt to this, these new conditions. And you guys have really um, led the charge very well. But it's also about making it fun as well. And I would imagine, Dennis, when you came over to Age Maker Live, you were imagining quite a stuffy, stiff English event. Um, Gosh, cup very, of tea. Yeah, it's lovely. We'd like, like a cup That's of tea. I would imagine it. <laughs> but no, we, we're actually really quite loud. And t-shirt guns. Kate was there with a t-shirt gun. We were doing salsa dancing on stage. We were just like, yeah, people were holding hands and jumping. You know, we're very American in style. And that's a little bit of a shock to the English people. But we actually quite like that. So that's it. So that's me. Kate's joined us a couple of years ago. I'll let Kate introduce herself. 
So hi, thank you again. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Um, I have been in the industry about 20 years now, nearly. Um, I started out as an agent in London, predominantly sales, and then started working for an international property company over in Switzerland and France, selling ski developments and land developments and skiing for a living, which was pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then I worked as a realtor in uh, Vancouver for Sotheby's um, for three years. So I kind of have a, an idea of, because obviously the, the way the UK run their industry is is different to the way that you guys over in america and australia and everything you know the way the industries run so i've seen it from the other side and uh coming back over here and running two branches in the uk having worked over there i tell you what the front's very very frustrating because you know i think in britain we are second to there's politicians policemen and then uh estate agents in terms of what the public uh, expectations of us are which is just dreadful um we all know how important this industry is um how much work we put in how 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 people's safety and, and livelihood and things like that are on the line. And it's very, very frustrating having seen the way you're appreciated in countries and obviously get paid as such um, to be over here where we fight for every penny, it would seem all the time. So having come over here, I actually came on one of Agent Rainmaker's courses as an agent to learn a bit more about getting my business up to scratch in terms of um, lettings and just uh, fell in love with Sally and begged her for a job. And it was really weird. It was something that I just saw. And I know it sounds very weird and culty and hippie and strange, but I saw my path and that was that was where I should had to go. And that was my journey. And uh, we've been, you know, here in love with each other ever since, so, haven't we? You know, that's it. Really? And yeah, now... Um, so about two years, just shy oh, of two I, I years. I would have thought 10, 15 years, the relationship and the... Uh, so that, that speaks volumes. It really does. Yeah, yeah, we love it. I mean, we I, I absolutely love what we do now. And, and you know, you say it's been a tough year and it, we, you know, I'm sure we'll touch on that, but it has been a yeah. tough year. But, you know, you get a phone call from an agent that you haven't spoken to maybe in 12, 18 months. And someone rang me up a few weeks ago and just said, you know, I know I haven't spoken to your touch base, but this is what we've been doing. And we owe it all to Agent Rainmaker. We wouldn't be where we are now. and we We want to say thank you. And we want to what do you need? Do you need a testimonial? What can we do for you? Because we owe you where we are now. And it's like those bits that remind you of what you're doing and why you struggle through the bad days or, you know, that kind of thing, because we're changing lives, guys. We're, we're, we're changing mm -hmm. lives. And, and, and that's, that's something really special. Mm, well there, there, there is a buzz about getting those calls from people like Sally. You know, you said getting up in the morning and you get that email, you get that phone call, whatever it is you know, because it's about helping and educating people because in essence, they're doing the same for their clients. So they're getting that same buzz back as well. So it just creates such a happy culture uh, within a, a real estate office and, you know, the trainers. And it's, it, it really keeps you going. It's motivating, which is awesome. So, uh, and now you guys are obviously, you know, training lots of agencies over the UK and, uh, and beyond as well, which is absolutely awesome. And it's just nothing better than helping people be better at what, they, what they're doing. You know, it's, it's awesome. So can I ask, so we've got a little bit of background for you there, Kate, but I, I want to know, Sally, why real estate? How, how, did you, were you at school um, you know, 16, 15 years of age, and, and you just went, I want to get into real estate. You really want to know? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
You know, does anyone say that? I don't think anyone says that, do they? Not in this country, nobody thinks no. like that. No. They don't. They don't think it in Australia, New Zealand, or America either. Okay, there's a there's a minute, minute. Uh, there's one girl I'm training in Melbourne. She said I did real estate as a uh, my careers day, and and then I got into reception when I hadn't even finished school, and now we're training her. So there's the odd person, but it's very rare. Yeah, mine's not as glamorous as that. Okay, so I... <laughs> Awkward question, sir. Right, so anyway, I grew up in foster care. So at 16 years old, you're out. So I was living in rented accommodation and staying on people's sofas and things like that. But I was earning quite decent money as a salesperson. And I decided to, at the tender age of 17, decided to buy a flat. But of course, I wasn't allowed to sign the paperwork until my 18th birthday. So on my 18th birthday, I trundled into Prudential Estate Agents as was, and I signed the paperwork on my first flat. This was 1989, in the middle of the interest rate rise, where it went up to 14 and 15% as I was signing the dotted line, and got myself the keys to a wonderful flat in a place called, you've probably heard of it, called Dudley. Have you heard of Dudley? Or Dudley, as I say? No, you wouldn't have heard of it. Anyway, it's a bit of a lesson, Not for you, Dennis. It's not for no. you. Dudley, yeah, we're all nice. Anyway. Um, so I got these keys to this flat, uh, and um, well, very quickly I realized. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you the story. I realized I was living next door to a very noisy prostitute <laughs> who was making ah 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 noises all night, every night, driving me mad. And the walls were paper thin. I just couldn't stand it anymore. So I did what any self-respecting landlord would do. I decided to rent it out. <laughs> so I called in the letting agent. So the letting agent turned up and uh, spent all two point four seconds looking around my tiny little studio flat and uh and i thought what a cool job going around looking around people's houses all yeah. the time I said, have you got any jobs going Do yeah we have actually anyway that was it i was in so i ended up working for this uh, letting agent in central birmingham uh, rented my flat out as you do to a nice young lad who had a very interesting six months apparently but that's another story <laughs> so anyway i then um got a job at this letting agency and very realized very quickly realized these guys were not the best. They were just dodgy. And I thought, hey, this doesn't look that complicated. Maybe I should set one up on my own. And so I did. 18 years old, you know what it's wow. like? Uh, you know, you, you know everything, don't you, Darren? You know, 18 years old, you can't tell yourself anything. This is easy. I can do this. Off I went and set up my own letting agency from my kitchen table. 18, oh, goodness me. I was a struggling property manager at 18, thinking, you know, I was crazy even getting into the job. So that's amazing. I, mean, I was still at school. Mm. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> what can I say? Anyway, not, not that it helped me. me. <laughs> <laughs> one year, one year ahead of you, uh, Sally. So, um, uh, yeah, let, let's move on. I want to just actually before we we move on, everybody. Um, PM Growth Expert Show is really focused on interviewing the growth experts, but of course we've got our other podcast, BDM Coach, where we get our coaches. Super coaches, Dennis and Michael, just going through good training. So if you're a BDM, you manage a BDM, or you're thinking about hiring one, listen to that podcast. Just go to BDM Coach Podcast Show, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, um, and uh, and have a listen to that really good training. So guys, I just want to now just move to really what our audience is is, is wanting to hear. And, and this is our very first show where we're going to do a Grow 100 Challenge. It's very simple. Um, we, um, you know, you you have to grow from scratch for whatever reason you got it. You're back to zero properties again. You really probably got no money or very minimal budget just in case some things need to be purchased. So with that starting line foundation, which is very difficult, and with 
what you now know. So with the knowledge that you have, which is worth so much, bringing that in only as your tools, what three things um, would you use uh, with what you now know to grow 100 properties in the next 12 months, given those circumstances? Oh, well, I'll go first and Kate, you can do the second one then. Um, the first thing I would do, the absolute first thing I would do, and, and I do this with the knowledge that I have now, and I did not have this knowledge. In fact, this thing didn't exist 30 years ago. What I would do right now is I would actually start running some webinars because we've identified that webinars is the number one way to get landlord data. So it's a great data capture tool. It's the fastest growing data capture tool that we know at the moment. And when we run a webinar with minimum spend on, on Facebook ads, literally just literally a few pounds, not a huge amount of money, we're getting around 100 to 250 people joining that webinar. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now you need to make the webinar educational so education for landlords you're not selling them anything it's educational for landlords but what you are going to offer them is something free at the end a download a guide some information but what we like to really do is offer them a scheduled call where you can help them and serve them and of course that helping and serving at the end is where you can then convert them into valuation so that's down down that's the first thing i would do i'd start launching some webinars i'd get out there on social media i'd be talking all over the place you know i'd be doing facebook lives i'd be doing top tips of the day i'd be running a facebook group i'd just be all over the internet because as you just said i have no money i have no properties i have nothing so i have got to fill this webinar with as little spend as possible and that's going to mean one thing that all entrepreneurs understand is hard work and so that's going to just mean mm. getting out there and just being everywhere and here's a line i use down which i find really really useful and i use this with my media guys when i'm there's, there's, we're launching a new product or something I say, what would you do? And they get, oh, well, we run some Facebook ads and we do a YouTube ad and we do whatever. I go, right, okay, your life depends on 250 people on this webinar. Now, what would you do? And the truth comes out. And that's what I would say to myself. My life depends on this webinar, 250 people. What would I do? I'd be doing LinkedIn lives, YouTube lives, Facebook lives, Facebook groups. I'd be running ads if I had the money to do that, but you don't need to do that. I'd be on people's shows. I'd be getting people on my shows. I would be all over the internet. Mm. And that exactly is how I launched my business. This business here is exactly that. Not webinars that didn't exist at the time, but by exactly being absolutely everywhere all over social media. We call it omnipresence. <laughs> so this is a, a very passionate strategy of yours and well done. And, and people go, oh, a webinar, I couldn't do that. And I also want to use these PM, power, uh, PM Growth Experts um, podcast to, uh, with the Grow Challenge, you go where you can actually get these resources from. Guys, go to the um, inspiredgrowthtraining.com website. The, if you're not a member yet, become an IGT exclusive member. Dennis, we just finished our six-month answer to COVID in Australia, where we just came in and we did a 12-part series. We wrote it because of COVID. It's yep. around about 14 hours. It's 12 sessions. Grow, influence, dominate. Session four, we did how to do a virtual uh, investor education evening on how to do using a webinar platform to bring in investors. And we covered a lot of that there. So people, um, and I, I don't want to take away from what you're saying, Sally, at all, but um, the, the, yeah, the, the um, we, we have a great session in the uh, IGT. Just that one strategy was a 90 minute session. And I could talk about that. We actually, in our masterclass, it's a three hour training session on how to do them. It, it's one of my, it's my top five strategies, Sally. So I smile when I hear you say that, I love it. I think it's great, you know. People see the value in it now, don't they, as well, because of what's happened in the last year. I mean, we, we've always run them in our branches 
um, yeah. and, and recommended people run them, but as physical events. So we were running landlord evenings, maybe yeah. once every couple of months and stuff, which was brilliant. You'd get 50, 60 people. And yes, we obviously you present and you get local, you know, business people to obviously talk, uh, you know, IFAs, mortgage consultants, anyone yeah. like that, you get guest appearances. Brilliant. But, you know, as soon as obviously COVID hit, we, as well as the rest of the world, were forced to pivot and rethink and how are we going to do this now and by putting that first one online we were we were blown away Sally weren't we I mean we had 280 people or something on a rainy Wednesday evening logging in I mean we would just never get 280 people in a in a mediocre hotel in Wolverhampton it just wouldn't happen so that's 280 details you've got now as well yeah and that's the most amazing thing is that that it's the data capture because you know whenever you use some sort of webinar software webinar jam is what we use they are inputting their data before even if they don't turn up you've got their data and you're building that database so it's just been phenomenal it really has been look we, we i love it because one of the big things that we were pushing is everyone needs to build their online presence because all of a sudden this telephone and laptops became the most viewed things in the world you know and yes netflix and that did well but so did the internet tiktok grew websites everyone was on their um devices so you were mad if you did not get out there and, and do it electronically so well done can i also say um you know these investor evenings that you can run the webinars etc um people have been doing them and, and doing them facebook live right which is okay to do but you're not capturing the data you know you've yeah. just explained about capturing their data because that is the key you know you want to pull registration system and we did that dennis for the grow 100 plus yeah last week we've got all we've got there guys if you want to here's here's what you do and here's a here's a little secret okay everybody if you want to capture their phone number and they're registering and you know you want to get their name and so forth but you want their mobile phone number you just put in there um you know need your mobile phone number in brackets so we can confirm your registration by sms um you know, and we do use SMS. We use um, bulk SMS before events to remind people. It's for reminders. It's a it's an SMS reminder. People are very happy to give that data there. Um, so um, yeah, no, I think webinars is a great way to go. Again, people Perfect. have questions. How am I going to fill it? But guys, it it once you just made a decision, I am going to do webinars. You will work it out, and 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 speak to the experts. You got Sally. You got Kate. Um, and of course, us with our um, IGT exclusive membership training, it's all there as well on how to do it. it just do you I want to do that, it? And that strategy is there. I heard a comment uh, last week actually on a film I was watching, it was all about the internet and the, how it's all taken over the world, and it was a documentary. And um, it was said that data is now more valuable than gold. Wow, I never knew that. But I, yeah. it makes sense, um, doesn't it? Because we know the money's in the list. And it is, the list is everything. And so, um, and it certainly is for our business. We wouldn't survive if we didn't have the email database that we've got. Sally, no doubt your business is exactly the same. The database is everything and maintaining it and always building it because you've got that leakage happening all the time with people leaving, changing well. jobs, you know, bouncing, unsubscribes, it happens. So you've got to be, you've got to be filling it all the time, but the list really technically shouldn't cost too much to get started at all. So well done. All right. Well, let, let's move on to strategy number two. So that was number one. I think that's really good because a webinar, 
Um, you know, there are free platforms out there. We use Zoom webinar. We find it's a very stable, easy to use platform. You've also got GoToWebinar. You guys are using Web Webinar Jam. We used to use that. We did abandon it because we had some tech issues with it. But guys, there's a lot of, you know, there's even websites out there. If you just like what the 10 best webinar platforms to use, you'll get a whole list there with ratings and all of that. And um, YouTube, you can, it, it you can watch the demos, the yep. premium versions, you know. Zoom is really good. It works like Zoom meeting. It's just that bit better for 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 that so all right guys so that's strategy number one well done what would be strategy number two that you would be able to use for to grow a, a goal of 100 properties from scratch with minimal to no budget so strategy number two um we would recommend and what we're certainly we're finding is happening in a lot in the world now but the fastest way to go from zero to, to 100 would be an acquisition so an acquisition strategy um so what we're talking about here is 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 taking over or consuming a portfolio from an agent who for some reason or other is struggling isn't working is is a small fish in one of the big in a bigger pond so we're not talking about great big portfolio acquisitions of sort of 150 or above because we all know that those ones they're probably making money and they are going to want some money to obviously be acquired so we're looking down the small the smaller pond the people with maybe 50 or 100 properties so we could do this, Darren, we could get you 100 straight away. We've already won. That's it. Move on. So what we're talking about here is, and we train this a lot in our, in our training rooms, is acquiring with no money down. Now, this is something that people go, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking yeah, about? You called our attention. Yeah, and, and it yeah. is very controversial. And, and yeah. I'm thinking already there would be very small businesses that property management, they came up with the best of intentions. It's now become a thorn in their side. They realize they regret they should never have done this, uh, you know, and, and they might have in Australia might be that 20 or 30 properties they've got on the side and they really now would now love to, to get rid of it. Yeah, and it's usually the people, and we all know them, that, that have gone into this business because they love helping people and they love customer service. And they're the people that are over-serving their clients to the point where it's just literally sucking them dry. Because well, they're too nice. They I've seen people killing themselves because they were too yeah. nice and their late rent figures were through the roof because yeah. they've got no idea about how to be tough on people. Absolutely. And and unfortunately, they're just on that what Sally always refers to as the skint hamster wheel. So they just they can't get off and it's going round and round and round. And every year it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And and they, it, there is almost it seems like there's no way out for these people. And what we would uh, we, we teach and we train. But what I would do if it was me is I would be approaching these people and I would be offering them a way out. Um, so if you look at something like a, a portfolio of maybe 50 properties or 30 or 50 properties, you could consume that. And probably if you're to start up on your own, you could consume that and manage that on your own without any additional costs than what you've got now. Right. So you could take that on without without costing you any money. OK, but what you could say to that that, that uh, current agent is, OK, what are you getting from that 50 properties at the moment? Maybe 25K a year, 50K a year, something like that. Probably not enough absolutely not enough and you could offer to pay them maybe two grand a month uh, on a drip feed so whatever you're making on the portfolio at the moment you could offer them a monthly uh, drip feed of of the portfolio for maybe two or three years whatever it works out at whatever the figures are at so they're probably earning nothing at the moment we all know the ones that aren't paying themselves anything they pay themselves last there's no value on what they're doing at all they've done some so real discounts that sort of thing they just 
yeah. done crazy discounts and oh, feeling sorry for themselves because they realize they cannot, you know, run the business that is not financially viable. Absolutely. So you're giving them that little ray of hope of a decent monthly amount for their portfolio. You're taking that stress off them. You're giving them a way out. You're, you're consuming it yourself at no extra cost. And you're giving them a decent monthly payment for that. They can then go and get another job. They then would be earning two amounts of wages. How happy are their husband or wife now? You know, suddenly the income in the house has tripled. But their liability's gone. The, 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 the drag of the business is gone. And you've given them that way out. Now, we all know what we would then do is look at that portfolio. We would follow strategies that Darren and, and, and myself and Sally teach, which is, you know, look at that portfolio and maximize the, 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 the growth of it, the fees and the additionals and all of those kind of things. You're going to make money on that now. You are going to make money on that, something that they were, haven't been able to do. And you're insuring them a monthly income. So there you go. I've, been, I've got you 50 properties with no money down from a cold start. So okay, just, can I just ask a question? I, I want to jump in here. Hi, everyone. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after our phone service. What that means to you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. One of the things I do teach with fee maximization is you've got to um, only increase fees with those who are settled. They um, have a level of peace of mind oh, yeah. um, because the peace of mind is the sticky stuff. So um, they, that's what sticks them to the agency. So where it does come unsticky is where they have become unsettled. And that is through five different things I teach. So first one is, um, you know, if they've been with you less than 12 months, well, they're not sticky yet. You know, they're not settled. Or if um, they're unhappy about something, um, we don't touch them. It could be negligence of experience or we've just had a bad tenant. Unfortunately, they're unsettled because of that. Another one is it, we have fixed term management agreements here in Australia in some states. So we're not going to touch them during that that contracted period. Uh, another one is, uh, uh, um, is where a, a property is becoming vacant. The tenant might be leaving, they are leaving or they have left. So it's gone back into instability. The owner's stressed, got to pay the mortgage. So they're areas of instability. But the fifth one is an acquisition where they've gone from one agent to another, usually without choice. Um, they're grumbling and complaining. I like John. I don't like you. And they, and they just stay, but they're unsettled and it takes time to bed them down. So I say, look, 12 months, leave them for 12 months. So in this case here, Kate, um, and I'm not here to pretend um, it'd be good to hear another point of view because I've always stuck by that. What would you do in the first 12 months with it? Now, you guys are experts also with fees. So help me with that one. Let me answer this one. So we've done, we've done, dozens of these personally and we've worked with our agents doing probably over a hundred of these now in the last couple of years um there's a period for us there's a period of six months and i'll tell you the difference when you're talking about acquiring a business darren i would imagine you're talking about acquiring a well-run well-organized uh, portfolio from a good business that you've paid good money for uh, about 10 percent of acquisitions are actually good 90 percent are right. really bad a lot bad regret never want to do uh, it acquisition right the same reason in any country i think <laughs> yeah. so but we're talking here with the no money down strategy you really are talking the worst of the worst oh, so the okay. thing to caveat this is that yeah. 
there's going to be what we would call skeletons in the cupboard. Is that the right phrase over there? Does that work? Um, There's going to be things that are wrong. I'll give an example of an exact acquisition I did. It was 47 properties. It was an agent in Newcastle. I walked in and there was a sign on the door saying, we'll let your house for a hundred pound and 5% fees. I was like, ah, (laughs) anyway, um, I I started chatting to this guy and to cut a very long story short, we acquired his portfolio of 47 properties for free no money, didn't even have to pay him anything at all um, because 45 of them were in arrears. Oh, so we are very good at arrears. So we worked that portfolio. We lost two landlords that were at 2% because we just said, we're not managing at 2%. You can go, we pay more or you can go. So we lost those. We managed to get 40 of the ones that were in arrears in payments. Now we're very good at using the local benefit system. We're very good at getting you know, money where money is due. And we managed to turn that into a very, very nice, tidy portfolio, which we then turned into a branch. We then sold on. It's been sold on twice, actually, since then. Um, You know, so that was something we acquired for free. So imagine you're a landlord of that agent and you've not had any rent for three months. Then this Sally Lawson on the shiny white horse turns up and grabs your portfolio and gets all your money in. It's a different scenario. I'll give you another example. Um, This was 66 units and it was, um, how do I describe this? A rundown block of flats. Um, So this block of flats was, it used to have drug dealers in the corridors and all sorts of weird stuff. And again, massive amount of arrears. Um, To cut a very long story short, exactly the same scenario again, we managed to get nearly all of those in payment and get removed the tenants that shouldn't have been there and turn that entire portfolio. They thought we were like gods because we'd gone in there and totally transformed this portfolio. Mm. There's, there's lesser scenarios as well where because the business owner is stressed and stuff like that, uh, we've done ones where just 30 or 40 properties quite well run, but they're not answering the phone all the time. They haven't got out of hours calls. They haven't got an online login system. They're not getting regular statements. They get paid as and when someone gets paid. And you can go in and you, you provide excellent service. And basically, they love you because of that. So when I say... Um, we're dealing with the bottom end of acquisitions. If you're going to go for the no money down strategy, you're rescuing people. And so you really are at the bottom end. And so my experience of this after doing so many is that the landlords love you. As long as you give good service, you have to give good service. You can't do this and give bad service. And converting it. So that makes yeah. sense. So they're only they're they're down, proving themselves. They're proving themselves. Yeah, and you also know that those landlords probably have other properties themselves that they might not be having managed already or that they might have a brother or an uncle or a friend or a sister or whatever. But also, so by doing that, you know, good work within the first six months or the 12 months down, as you say, without going in and whacking the fees up, losing the whole lot, there's a lot that you can do to maximize that portfolio without being fee increases so that's what i would do to start with is is be doing that providing great service getting all the skeletons out the closet and getting it compliant and up to regs and growing great service and chasing arrears and then speaking to them about other properties that they've got or other property people that they know and proving your value in other ways absolutely you're rescuing you're rescuing landlords as well not just the letting agent you're rescuing the landlord so but you're right do not increase the fees on day one you have to leave it there was there was one of our guys once said right i'm increasing the fees on day one we're like don't chris don't don't do it he did and he lost about 25 you'll have bought nothing you'll end up buying nothing it'll be gone yeah 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 yeah. but but, uh, my attention there, Sally and Kate, is Kate, you said that um, 
you know, that you're approaching these people that all of a sudden they can go off and retire and earn an income, right? But, I mean, surely that you're still approaching businesses that have a sales division as well, that might have a small portfolio that just grew because they sold it and said, please manage it. So, um, you know, you know, are you approaching companies like that as well? For this strategy, they're not ideal. They're a little bit more savvy because they've got an income elsewhere. They're not in as much pain. They will want okay. money for their portfolio. So they're, they're not ideal for this strategy. Yep. Saying that, um, I did have one very large estate agent with actually an Australian-style logo, but they were English, um, that actually gave me their portfolio because he just couldn't stand it so much. It was driving him that insane. He did give me the portfolio. Just have it. Just have it. It was a national estate wow. agent. We broached into lettings. He came on. He actually came on one of my courses, and he said, "It's just too much. Just have it." <laughs> it was literally just given too much. Um, no pennies passed. Nothing. Um, yeah. So I'm not estate agents. Is is the do the referral partnership option because there are people who just do sales, as you say, that fall into that lettings because we know they go hand in hand. So you could offer to partner with a with an estate agent, and, and yeah. obviously, you know, referral fees are, are pretty are pretty meaty in this country. You know, you can get twenty five percent for pretty much doing nothing. You know what I mean? So you know, in, in, encouraging that partnership of you know guys, anything you get through that you sell or, or vice versa, and 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 work on a sort of a joint venture point of view that would it, that it would does work can i ask for, for the the people in australia new zealand us what, what's 25 percent of the letting fee of the annual fee like what, what are you thinking there yeah, yeah. It totally depends. Um, it totally depends. And it works in you. There's a whole thing going on in the UK at the moment about transparency of referral fees, because um, we've not been very good at that as an industry as a whole. It, it totally depends. And you would work out what that would be, whether it would be an annual cost, whether it would be the upfront cost. It depends. Sure. When, we've done this, when we've done this in the past, uh, we basically pay 50% of the upfront fee. And yep. then if you have a, a management agreement, you can actually say that out of the 10% that you're going to collect each month for the monthly management fee, I don't know what you call it over there, but the monthly manage, property management yep. fee, and uh, you can say, we give you a 2% retainer out of the monthly management fee. So they get 2% for doing nothing. You do everything and just make sure that you're charging enough to cover what you need to get from it. And then you'd give them 50% of the upfront fee. So you, it depends how you're doing it really. But Yeah. So they're just getting the percentage of the management fee, not the let fee, not the admin fee, not the marketing fee etc if they're yep. if they're referring the deal to right at the front i would pay them a percentage of the upfront fee yeah and then if you have an agreement with ongoing management then you could pay them a small percentage so they're getting like a monthly retainer from you every yeah. month as a percentage I, of the management but like i say i think typically in the uk as well and kate you know sally please correct me if i'm wrong is that you guys have a, a lot more of a culture of all-inclusive management fees so that you know 10 15 all-inclusive where we might have that some agencies offer it as an option but it's a it's a different structure so guys let, let's move on that was a really good um Very good point. This, uh, security thing that's just come on my screen okay let, let's let's move on this is really really good i think um, this is uh, going to cause a lot of controversial chatter and conversation. I think it's great. It's something I've never heard of before. So a lot of people are like, this is going to get their attention. Um, and uh, that, that's that them up already, brain's thinking. No, I, I, look, I, I've already got my marketing line. Yeah. <laughs> Darren's brain is ticking over the be, email. People are going to go, what? <laughs> Acquiring with no money down. Oh, I've got a list of this. <laughs> well, and, and, and people, uh, yeah, you're listening to it. So the market marketing work. So, um, all right, so let's move on to strategy number three. Okay, what right. So with what you know now to grow 100 yeah. properties with little to no budget. 
Well, just before we went live, we were talking about um, let only, letting only uh, instructions. You said that it, in Australia, it's about 80% fully managed, 20% let only. So there is still a market. Well, no, 20% are of, of, uh, managed by private owners. Um, mm -hmm. So there are some real estate agents out there that may do some letting onlys. It's in our culture. It's it's really not a big thing in the in New Zealand is, and also doing ad hoc services for private landlords is a big thing. United States, a big private owner market, big private owner market in New Zealand. Though it's getting shrinking smaller because of all the new legislation coming in, landlords are going, oh, this is too hard. Let's give it to an agent. But um, yeah, different 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 um, way it's received in different countries. Well, that's probably why we have this as a strategy because here in the UK, it used to be around 25% would choose letting only, but now it's about 50%. So there's actually a huge market here for us. However, I think even at 25%, there's still a market. So a lot of uh, letting agents ignore the letting only market. They're all chasing the fully managed landlord. So there's, I see this as like... Um, a bloodbath. There's these fish swimming around in this sea that are the, let out, the fully managed landlords and everyone's chasing them. Everyone's marketing to them. Everybody wants them. And these let only landlords over here are being completely ignored and left to their own devices. Now, as you've just said there, the legislation around letting properties across all countries is pretty horrendous. And I don't know what it's like over there, but here, most let only landlords think they know all the 170 pieces of legislation they have to apply to but they actually don't and what we see when we talk to them and we actually I used to have fun with them in landlord seminars and I'd have a room of 50 landlords and I say right anybody who can name seven pieces of legislation gets this bottle of champagne <laughs> nobody would be able to answer it they can't so true. Seven. they got no yeah, idea no, no idea and yet these are people that were owning multiple HMO properties house share properties which is the highest legislative environment in the country and it's like you're crazy Anyway, so we are my experience is that they think they know everything, but they don't. And the challenge we have is they're choosing to go let only, which is putting themselves at risk of fines, prosecutions, banning orders, criminal offences here in the UK. Um, it'd be different in the countries, but also they're putting their tenants at risk. The amount of times we've had to argue with landlords to fit smoke alarms and things like that. It's mm. just crazy. And so for me, one of the things I'm banging the drum about, and we have been for the last 18 months now, is this let only market is it's a nice blue ocean. You've got this bloodbath over here of all the 67 letting agents in every town chasing these few fully managed landlords. And then you've got this blue sea ocean over here of all these let only landlords and no one's talking to them. Everyone's just leaving them to it because they chose let only. Now, what I'd be doing here, and I'd be targeting those because it's a blue ocean. No one else is targeting them. Get in that ocean and start targeting them. So how do you target them, says Darren? Well, you know the answer already. It's via social media. It's by education. It's by webinars, webinars, and all that sort of stuff getting in there. However, there is a lot of letting agents and talking about your estate agents as well here that do lettings on the side. They do not pay any attention to those let only clients. I would actually start to acquire or say, give me access to your, li your list of let-only clients and I'll give you a percentage of what I convert. So if you've got 100, 200 let-only clients that you've let the property for and done nothing with, I would say, give me access to that database. I will convert them to fully managed and we'll, we'll split the fee like this. Because if I've got no money, I'd have to do it that way. If mm. I had money, 
because I've done the other two strategies, I would start acquiring let-only lists. Nobody is buying let-only lists. So I would start acquiring the let-only lists because you'll get them for nothing because they're not really that, that people aren't generally that interested in them. And you could give them kickbacks on what you convert later on. So I would really focus on let-only to fully manage conversion. The people in the blue ocean by communicating and talking to them. So you're a let-only landlord. How are you with your compliance? Here's a free download and a full guide of everything you need to know about compliance. They say, brilliant, I've just captured his details. So that, I can own him. Jump in. I just want to get some clarity around the languages. So when you say let only landlords, Dennis, we're calling them the DIY landlords, right? Private owners, wanting to manage no, not use an agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-managed. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I just want to um, I just want to jump in very quickly. Dennis, I had a conversation with you some weeks back where we were talking about converting private owners. And quite frankly, I've never really liked private owners. That's just been my attitude. You know, that is before you go on again, yeah. Sally, in my top five strategies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let, let's continue on. So I called you, Dennis, and I said, mate, you had a really good um, you had a really good conversion rate of uh, converting private owners. So you go to a private owner that was self-managing and converting them to full management. And yep. I asked you the question, Dennis, what was your conversion rate? And you said, what I mean? I said, what was your, tell me your numbers. Was it, you know, 50%, 40%, 30%? Hell, I'll probably not even get 10% conversion um, in, in any success at all. And you said, well, I've got everybody in the four. <laughs> I signed up everybody Indeed. except one. One guy you didn't get in four years and you were sounding puzzled. And so mm. guys, again, I want to talk about the IGT exclusive membership resources. We've put Dennis's full formula, full step-by-step -step system on how he converted a DIY or a, a, a seller calls a, a lead only owner to full management. And so mm. you just go to the Grow Dominate Influence Series. It's a session seven, um, where it goes into private owners, also how to convert Airbnbs, which was very relevant in COVID, but also in the Inject Growth series, uh, Dennis, you've got even a longer version in there. So it's your whole yeah. formula on how to convert private owners. So sorry, guys, I didn't mean to um, uh, to, to, to pee on your parade there, but um, <laughs> amazing strategy. Well done. But the, but the strategies of your country, our country, America, New Zealand, I, I've, I've trained this everywhere. And the same, you guys are doing it successfully, which is great. And um, it's proven. A lot of people go, oh, you know, but they're the worst landlords to get in. You know what my opinion is on that? They're just not educated. Your yeah. job is to be educating owners. And, and you said it by doing webinars, investment seminars and, and videos, et cetera. Our job is to educate people why they need our help. They don't know the legislation. I love the bottle of wine. What a great oh, idea! Bottle of champagne. Great idea, if you can, right? and that would be the same here. It, it. Yep. I mean, owners. What can I say about private owners? They think they're good at it. They're not. They, they've got no idea about um, proper tenant selection. They've got no idea about late rent. I mean, we might start chasing it one day behind. They'll start chasing it twenty-one days behind. Um, and, and wonder why they've got an eviction. Um, yeah, just curious, a question for you both. In Australia, New Zealand, um, if, if a private landlord um, sends a notification out in the wrong period of time, whether it's a rent increase or they haven't um, put the security deposit, the bond down, there is big fines, even for a private owner. It's a big fine. Is that the same? No, 
Not for serving of notice, no. For serving of notice, the only thing that would happen is if you not put the right dates on it or served the right time or filled it out correctly, you just won't get possession. You can't get them so out. You're so, yeah. nice okay. with them being in there for, you hear horror stories of landlords uh, having properties with bad tenants in there for years because they can't get them yeah, out. Yeah, rent for like two, three years. Yeah. Wow. And, it, okay. and here, if you if you fail to serve the gas cert right or, or test the smoke alarm or do the how to rent guide or anything like that, you can't evict them. So there's so many trip wires that they can fall down that they're completely unaware of you know western australia, western australia is probably the heaviest legislated state i've ever seen in the world yeah and one of the pieces there if you're late with a bond they may give you a warning if you're lucky but otherwise they will prosecute you and prosecution means it's probably going to cost you 40 or fifty thousand dollars in lawyer fees to to defend yourself when the department prosecutes you and right. um and if you appeal um, and you go up to the next court, well, it's probably going to be $150,000 and they'll put you right through the media. So that's the yeah. extreme end of these penalties. And there's a lot of private owners that fly under the radar. And as you said, they just need to know what the penalties mm -hmm. are. Dennis, in fact, with the Grow 100 Plus, a Grow 100 Plus coaching program with the private owners of the form that we're giving away, you actually give a list of the penalties yeah. on there we actually yeah. list out all the penalties so we can give that template to oh, private no, no. owners they can see the sting in the tail and going yeah. a bit step further than that what we found works even better than that is just to use case studies local case studies so that people can really feel like um you know because you can still they'll still be the people that go oh yeah yeah the prosecution and the banning order and whatever but you know you if you can find something in your local constituency or, or council or area you know and say mr blogs from up the road did you hear about him and da, 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 and he lost you know lost his property is being repossessed he couldn't leave banning all these prosecution he's gone to prison all of these kind of things and actually find a real case study to be able to yeah. arm yourself with but though that you can take it that step further in these conversations with these guys and make it really real because it is real we know it's real but until it happens to them they won't feel it, right? Unless you no, make it they, feel they don't real. have that pain, right? So, I mean, the, the case studies, no doubt, you know, you, the, these are videos that you'd be doing and putting on or through social media and on your YouTube yep. channels and um, and shooting them out and having them part of your seminars. You know, um, it, it's like the, it's a reverse testimonial, you know. Yep. <laughs> so, and then you get a testimonial from that client that used to be that person uh why they came to you you know which is awesome in itself so you know converting private owners uh, i love it you know offering casual lets and converting the casual lets into full-time management it's a it's an amazing strategy as well yep that's awesome well done. Mm. that's good so guys um well let's wrap this up i just want to say thank you very much you know we think the world of you ladies um you know absolutely impressed by what you do um, but I'd like to, um, you know, if people have asked, want to ask you questions, you know, um, now your website, agentrainmaker.co.uk, is that right? Absolutely. And your, um, how would people get in contact with you if they wanted to ask questions about these uh, um, out of the box thinking strategies that you've really very generously shared tonight? I'm really blown away with this, you know, possibility of acquisitions for free. <laughs> and it, and it, it sounds makes common sense to me there's some people out there that just want to throw you their 10 15 20 25 properties because they want to get their life back and they regret everything that they did to even think that they could manage property but what's the best way that people can um, get in contact with you the best way to get us is to connect with us on social media because we're all, we're always on social media. So either you could message us on the Agent Rainmaker Facebook page and uh, myself and Kate, we will both see that. 
or you can message us privately. So Sally Lawson, Kate Gregory, we're on Facebook. We're also on LinkedIn. Um, so probably don't message me on Twitter. That's probably not the best place, but Facebook and LinkedIn are probably the best two places to reach both of us, really. Let's go to Agent and, Maker. Yeah, we'll also um, tag you in the posts once the, this is released so people will see your names direct um, there as well on our social media posts, uh, which is awesome. And, and Michael was absolutely devastated. I was on the phone to him minutes before and he said, Dennis, I'll be there for the first half. And then I heard his daughter calling out, dad, 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 we've got to go for a walk, dad, dad. And he goes, um, yeah, I'll catch you later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's life, isn't it? That's life and uh, living at home and all that stuff. So um, guys, um, thank you so much. Um, you know, I, as I said, I, I um, really impressed with all that you do. I honestly, there is no one else on the planet that operates the way you guys do. So, you know, really impressed. You're very passionate, very good at marketing and, um, you know, your results show. So, you know, there's so much to learn from you guys. Thank you for sharing. Um, I know that our viewers and our audience are going to love you guys. Um, and we hope to, you know, one day um, bring you to Australia, you know. Um, when COVID begins. <laughs> Sally wants Sally and Kate. Uh, Kate um, always wants to get to South Bank. I've got. I told her I'd uh, take her through South Bank there in Brisbane. It's absolutely right. beautiful walking through there at night time. And there's a Melbourne version too. If you ever get down to Melbourne, Melbourne yep. and South Bank. But anyway, but thank you guys. Thank you so much, and um, really appreciate everything that you've shared. And thank you everyone um, also for tuning in. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much.